Hey, it's the second week of April 2023, and today in Cannabis News, we've got legalization updates for you on both the national and state level. News updates on gun rights, stock prices, and cannabis in Major League Baseball and the NBA. You won't want to miss it. The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. You need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. In national cannabis legalization news, a congressional committee is asking the president to speed up the review process for cannabis' status on the Controlled Substances Act. The group, called the Congressional Progressive Caucus, have issued their 2023 Executive Action Agenda, in which they said that the president should use his authority to see that these processes are being completed as soon as possible. That scheduled review process is currently being carried out by the Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services. Neither of those offices have given any specific timeline for when that could be expected to be completed, but they have both said that it will be done in a timely manner. The Congressional Progressive Caucus also asked that the president make sure that guidelines for protecting state cannabis programs from federal interference are reinstated. They're referring to the Cole Memorandum, which was from the Obama era, and it basically said that the Justice Department should not be putting efforts into enforcing federal cannabis prohibition laws in states that have some form of legalized cannabis. The U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, who has been supportive of this, has recently said that the Department of Justice is currently in process of finalizing that new policy guidance. These requests by the Congressional Progressive Caucus were just released, so the president has not yet publicly responded to it. But he has issued his own proclamation this past week, which declared April to be what he's calling Second Chance Month. This is referring to people who were previously incarcerated and who he believes deserve a second chance at creating a new beginning in society. His proclamation wasn't solely focused on cannabis incarceration, but he did mention it in what he called, quote, the nation's failed approach to marijuana, and pointed out that black and brown Americans have been disproportionately arrested, prosecuted, and convicted, and this has caused unfair barriers to housing, employment, and education. He also pointed out that his administration's already taken some efforts to pardon cannabis convictions, and he added that he hoped his words would help bring attention to the need to help people forge new beginnings and build a safer and more just society. Elsewhere in Washington, U.S. Capitol Building is going to be hosting a first-of-its-kind special cannabis policy forum on April 20th this month, otherwise known as 420. The event's going to feature speakers such as Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Senator John Hickenlooper from Colorado, and the very vocal cannabis advocate, Representative Earl Blumenauer of Oregon as well as several more legislators. There's also going to be plenty of cannabis advocates and experts and some medical marijuana patients who will all be discussing the need for federal cannabis reform now, with some special emphasis on the need for social equity in that reform. Ultimately, though, as far as future prospects for legalization go, since Republicans took back control of the House following last November's elections, chances of passing comprehensive legalization don't seem very likely in the immediate future. However, advocates are still working hard because anything can happen. And there are some serious hopes that some form of banking reform could still be passed. As is always the case in this industry, there's constant change in individual state cannabis laws. Here are some updates on that. And first, we'll cover recently passed state legislation. In Kentucky, their State Bill 47 officially was passed by their state legislator and signed into law by Governor Andy Bashir. 
The bill legalizes medical marijuana in the state, which is something the governor has long advocated for. But while it does allow for approved medical use of various forms of cannabis, unfortunately, smokable flour is not actually part of that plan. Over in Maryland, voters in the November 2022 midterm elections overwhelmingly approved legalization of adult-use cannabis. And Maryland's House and Senate have already passed their final plans for regulations through HB 556 and SB 516. This week, the governor, Wes Moore, is expected to sign those into law. And after that, the legal adult-use cannabis sales are expected to begin in Maryland on July 1, 2023. The state's already established medical marijuana businesses will be the first ones to be able to sell that legal recreational cannabis as well. Plus, in addition to legalizing adult use, these pair of bills will also open up the way for on-site consumption lounges in the future. And Maryland's new recreational cannabis regulations show that they'll be taxed at 9%, which is similar to their state's alcohol taxation rate. And this 9% is far less than what other states are currently charging. One of the bill's co-sponsors, Democratic House Delegate C.T. Wilson, has said that they want to make sure that they don't make the same mistake as states where taxation was placed so high that the black market still managed to thrive. Wilson said his goal was to make sure that we're not only competitive with the black market, but that we're cheaper than the black market. In New Mexico, House Bill 314 passed both chambers and has been signed into law by their governor. This new legislation would amend the state's existing marijuana expungement law by permitting residents with past cannabis convictions to verify whether that expungement has occurred and to request expedited automatic expungement if they've not yet been expunged. And in North Dakota, their House Bill 1478 passed both chambers in the state and was signed into law by their governor. That bill makes it possible for terminally ill patients to use proof of their admittance in hospice care to register themselves as medical cannabis patients. Besides these states that have passed legislation, there are also several states with proposed cannabis legislation that's currently under consideration. And because they're still being reviewed, residents of these states are strongly encouraged to contact their local representatives to let them know of their support. First up is Arkansas. Their Senate passed legislation last week that would allow registered medical marijuana patients to obtain concealed carry licenses. That bill, though, still needs approval from the anti-cannabis Republican governor, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The measure, HB 1784, asserts that medical marijuana users should not be prohibited from their gun rights, and it points out that, quote, no other prescription medication, including opioids, disqualifies anyone from having a concealed carry license, and adds that medical marijuana patients should not be an exception. And despite the governor's clear disdain for cannabis legalization efforts, it looks as though that bill has already acquired enough Senate support to annul any potential veto from the governor. Over in Idaho, residents there currently have no legal cannabis of any kind. But now, with House Bill 370, they have the possibility of medical marijuana legalization. The proposal's brand new, so now's the time to voice support for it if you live in that state. In Nevada, State Assembly Bill 411 is currently under consideration there. This bill would allow doctors to administer forms of non-smoked medical marijuana to patients in certain hospital, nursing facilities, and hospice care. Vermont's legislators are currently considering House Bill 270, which would increase the maximum allowable THC content in any single edible cannabis product. That would raise the current limit from 50 milligrams to 100 milligrams if it passes. Additionally, this bill would also allow medical patients to grow up to six mature and 12 immature plants and would expand the list of qualifying conditions. That bill's already been passed by the House, and it's now awaiting action in Vermont's state Senate. 
In Alaska, Senate Bill 100 seals low-level marijuana convictions from public view. Last month, they already had Alaska's Supreme Court announce that they were clearing the records of people for their past cannabis convictions. But unfortunately, that only covered certain state databases. So this new Senate Bill 100 would seek to remedy that and remove that information from other state databases as well. Colorado is reviewing House Bill 1279. If that passed, it would allow Colorado residents to purchase cannabis products over the Internet, which they could then either pick up in person or have delivered to their homes. In Illinois, Senate Bill 125 passed their state Senate and is now heading to the House. If passed, this bill would prohibit law enforcement from searching cars based solely on the smell of cannabis. And next door in Indiana, Republican leaders there have repeatedly blocked legalization efforts in the state, but this month the Democrats have tried another craftier approach by including language on a bill that could have created a regulatory distinction for craft hemp. Unfortunately, though, that measure did fail. Louisiana's got two active cannabis proposals in the works. House Bill 351 would prevent approved medical marijuana patients from being disqualified from workers' comp or from being denied unemployment compensation. And House Bill 286 would allow people with possession misdemeanor charges to file for expungement 90 days after convictions. New Hampshire's House of Representatives passed House Bill 639, and they sent it on to their state Senate for consideration. Passing this bill would legalize cannabis possession, purchase, use, gift, and transport of cannabis for adults 21 and older in New Hampshire. And it would also provide an avenue for expunging some prior convictions. And last on our list of state updates is Washington State, where SB 5123's passed their House and Senate and is now awaiting final approval from the governor, who is expected to sign it into law. This bill will make it illegal for an employer to discriminate against job applicants solely based on their off-the-clock cannabis use away from the workplace. In Major League Baseball, fans of the Chicago Cubs will now be the first in the country to be able to purchase CBD-infused beverages while attending games. The Cubs announced their partnership with hemp-based Mind Drinks, which makes them the very first official CBD partner for a Major League Baseball team. And as part of the deal, Mind Drinks will be allowed to have signage in Wrigley Field, including on-field baseline ads. The new partnership was made possible after Major League Baseball approved CBD sponsorships in June of last year, 2022. And a little later on that year, the league approved Charlotte's Web as the official CBD sponsor for the entire MLB. But this new partnership in Chicago represents the very first CBD products that will be approved for sale inside of a ballpark. The Cubs vice president of corporate partnerships, Alex Saferth, said that this partnership was the right fit and added, Mind Drinks is a Chicago-based company that promotes overall wellness and helps ease the stressors of everyday life, just like a Friday 1.20 p.m. game at Wrigley Field. Over in the sport of basketball, the NBA is reportedly planning to remove marijuana from their list of banned substances. They've already had it temporarily suspended for the past three years, but this new move will formalize that choice. These recent changes were made as part of a new seven-year collective bargaining agreement with the Players Association. Back when the NBA first made the initial temporary suspension, the NBA commissioner Adam Silver said, We decided that, given all the things that were happening in society, given all the pressures and stress that players were under, that we didn't need to act like Big Brother right now. A lot of potential investors, and those who just watch the cannabis industry, have been watching cannabis stocks and wondering why they're so low, and if they're ever going to get higher. It certainly seems like they have the potential to explode. But will they? Well, one insider definitely thinks so. 
Jason Wild is the executive chairman of multi-state operator TerraSend, and he referenced the incredible growth of the tech bubble in the early days of the internet. He said, I think that's going to happen here. And it is happening now. It's like we've been saying internally, the environment right now is so bad that it's good. Wild pointed out that the hottest tech stock prior to that stock boom was AOL. However, several years later, the real stock giant turned out to be Google, which in the beginning of those early days was a company no one had heard about. Wild said that's the sort of thing we can expect going forward with the cannabis industry. He also said cannabis companies should be focused on their sustainability at this time and that investors would be wise to pay very close attention to that as well. After all, companies that can be sustainable will be able to last until we reach cannabis legalization federally, and then they'll have the opportunity to grow and increase the size of their business exponentially. And while no one knows for sure which cannabis companies will end up being the future's biggest stock winners, one thing's for sure. Whoever it is will have to be showing now that they have the financial sustainability to make that long journey ahead. Germany's health minister Karl Lauterbach recently said the European Commission had given favorable feedback on the German proposal for legalizing adult-use cannabis. And subsequently, Germany would officially legalize cannabis very soon. Regulations for that are expected to be announced on April 12th. Some earlier leaked information on the proposed regulations showed that the plan was to allow for legal possession of up to 20 grams of cannabis for adults who are age 18 and older. Additionally, home cultivation would be allowed for up to 10 plants for personal use. From a financial standpoint, there are two very well-known names from North American cannabis, Tilray and Aurora, who stand to have a lot to gain with this new recreational legalization. Both Tilray and Aurora already have a very large presence in Germany's medical marijuana program. So, with recreational legalization, they're ready to go. And that could have an effect on both their bottom line and their stock. There's a little-known cannabinoid that consumers are increasingly turning to for its energizing and stimulating effects. And what's also interesting about this particular cannabinoid is that it has the potential for appetite suppression as well. It's called tetrahydrocannabivarin, otherwise known as THCV. Recent studies have shown that it can increase the brain's neural response to both rewarding and aversive food stimuli. And researchers concluded that this effect profile suggests that it could have a positive use in treating obesity. Besides appetite suppression, the studies showed that THCV had the potential to also regulate blood sugar levels in those with type 2 diabetes. The studies further found that THCV also has the potential for reducing epilepsy-related seizures and the potential for delaying brain degeneration that's associated with Parkinson's disease. It additionally could also help with the symptoms of schizophrenia. It's found in very trace amounts in most strains of cannabis, but it's very difficult and costly to isolate and extract. There are some strains, though, that have naturally higher concentrations of THCV, and almost all of them were sativas that originated from Africa. Here's a few of those strains that you can look for. Durban Poison has about 1% THCV. Doug's Varin ranges from 3% to 6% THCV. And Doug's Varin is a strain that's owned by Oakland, California-based California cannabinoids. Another strain, Pineapple Perps, has about 4% THCV. However, this one is very rare and hard to find. Pink Boost Goddess is a strain that has about 4.24% THCV, and it was developed by California-based cannabis flower brand Flow Kana. And lastly, the easiest THCV strain to find is called Jack the Ripper, and it comes in with at least 5% THCV or higher. 
One cannabis retailer in Massachusetts is suing his city over the cannabis business fees that are being collected by them. Specifically, it's the town of Uxbridge, Massachusetts, where they've collected $1.4 million in what they call an impact fee from a retail store called Caroline's Cannabis. The city created these fees and issued their own rules for them. Their own statute states that there must be an identifiable impact. Caroline Cannabis's lawsuit claims that the town has not documented or identified the impact of the $1.4 million they collected from the retailer, and that because they've not, they should return the money to Caroline's Cannabis. Cannabis businesses have long been easy to take advantage of because of the way laws are skewed against them, and some lingering negative opinions of the industry. So it's great to see a small cannabis business standing up for their rights and fighting for fair treatment by the powers that be. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates and follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.